Hello everybody, it's me Larry, the bartender again, and you're here at Good Job Adventures Episode 9. And I'm about to give you a pretty good recap, or at least I like to think so. Right, here we go, let's roll. So I gotta say, you guys killed it, and in only three months too. What? Whoa, 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 what the what happened? This is D and D uh, muscle atrophy. What's the question? When you were writing, when you were writing this campaign, like, what did you think the odds were that it would get derailed this much by literal toilet humor? <laughs> you could be like the other yahoos that come here looking for the tower, granted magics, or something like that. Again, very hazy stuff, guys. According to the Ziggurats travel guide, uh, <laughs> they, they they do say that there are seven. So, Ander, isn't there a thing called a wish spell? Oh, that's not a thing. Like, people have been trying to cast that spell, but they haven't been able to yet. Blah, blah, blah. Then they all talk to their own gods, and the end of the episode happened. These things have been too long lately, so I shorted it up for you. Good job, Adventures, Episode 9. That's what I, that's what we, um, are gonna do, I guess. All right, let me open up the book. All right, so, as we had last left off, uh, last time, uh, you had all had gone your separate ways, uh, while incredibly intoxicated at Larry's bar, and we're going to start off this session today, uh, with Ander. So, Ander, as you awake, uh, you lift your head out of a, uh, a large tome that you were drunkenly perusing, uh, the previous night. Uh, and your drool has permeated through the comfy page you decided to make your pillow. As you sit up now from your slumped position over a desk, uh, you look around to see a large library being dimly lit by green floating lanterns. The dark mahogany bookshelves, desks, and floors cast a comforting silent atmosphere as a smell of fresh pages entrance you. As you take it all in, Ander, you're struck by an intense sensation in your gut. Liquor was good for two things, drunken antics and the shits. And the shits were a coming. Hardly, you look for a bathroom sign. Roll perception. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. That's, that's never good. That is a 13 plus 3. So that would be 16. Got it. Perfect. So you were able to see from your location a front desk about 40 feet away with an older gentleman standing behind it. I assume you bum rush this, uh, <laughs> this front desk. You just, I'm just running. I'm like, <laughs> all right. Was bum rush a pun? <laughs> yes. Oh. It's go, I'm trying to make a lot of these to today, but let's go ahead. So you, you bum rush up to the, uh, the front desk, and you're now standing in front of this older gentleman who's uh, kind of hunched over, reading over a manifest in the front. Uh, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Uh, 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 hello, hi, sir. Uh, do you know where the bathroom is around here? Uh, so he smiles at you, uh, and then he, he points, uh, like, towards the back of the library and starts making these really odd gestures with his hands, like, 
he kind of looks like he's running like two feet over like his other hand like directing you almost like giving you some sort of weird directions can you roll insight for me that is a 16 okay you're able to interpret his hand signals and he gives you some more odd pointing gestures which you eventually are able to interpret uh and he's directing you to the very back of the library um almost 300 feet away uh so it begins as you i can hold it raise... <laughs> <laughs> porkins no i can hold as, it as you race your way through the stacks you begin sweating as your stomach begins rumbling and i can hold reaching... it as you reach an opening, you're about to collide with a young woman carrying a large pile of books. If you could for me, please roll dexterity. <laughs> oh, no. Dexterity saving throw. Oh, my God. <laughs> Non-natural 20. Non-natural 20. Okay. So, as soon as you're able to do that, uh, you kind of just, like, whisk around her, and you don't knock over any of her books, and she yells, Hey, watch where you're going! Uh, and she uh, she audibly groans as she um, has to regain her footing. So as you run now, uh, clenching your gut, you approach the back of the library and pass by three very interesting sections. Uh, you see one labeled the construction in Ruel, traditions and folklore, and magical studies. As you completely whiz past and promptly ignore <laughs> all three of these sections, and you end up now almost in front of the door uh, to the bathroom, but outside an incredibly large dwarf with about three chins more than a dwarf ought to have, just cuts in front of you. Or it just gets there before you do. And he's about to enter into the bathroom. What are you going to do? Kill him. Oh, no. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> so you just yell, this isn't good. So as you yell, this isn't good, the, uh, the, the large dwarf kind of turns around to you and he's like, what's not good? What's that good? There's a line. What do you mean? I'm the only one in line. I need to take a <laughs> You need to take a what? I really need to go, man. It's it's getting bad. Okay, so you you look this you look this dwarf up and down and there's quite a bit to take in cuz he's so he's so large. He's wearing uh, flowing flowing red robes. Uh he he's got like a nice mustache and a monocle and he says, "Well, to cut in front of me, you must answer my riddle. <laughs> and he says, are you game? Sure. Let's go with All it. All right. Perfect. So he says, Let, let's do a little history lesson. I'm a professor here. He says, tablets to be recovered by all gods but me to watch the heavens, a solemn duty. <laughs> she attempts to pass, but I deny. She tries to go around, and I strike her down. Who am I? <laughs> Ander shitting himself. <laughs> Ander. Uh, Ander. 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 Now at this point has just heard this riddle, and he's. I don't even know if you could have an, an actual thought that isn't you having to take a shit right now. Yeah, yep. But <laughs> what do you? What do you think? I. You can roll a religion if you want. Okay, I'll try that. Nineteen. Fuck you. All right. So <laughs> you're able to roll religion and you, for some reason, you just think of Elagos. Really? Uh. <laughs> what? That's the only hint I'm going to give you right now. Elagos, uh, 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 Elagos, 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 Elagos. Not tear. not, oh God. 
Oh, God, he was a holy person. Oh, crap. What was his holy thing? Oh, crap. Oh, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He was a holy while person. It, oh, while, you're, while you're stammering, while you're stammering, roll constitution. <laughs> <laughs> roll constipation. Nah. <laughs> Guys, what? one. Hold no. On, no. Oh, oh no. Like he, okay, hold on. Looks like he's shit out of luck. Yeah, all right, so as soon as you roll the nat one, you just... The, the fat dwarf is just standing there and like you don't hear anything but he says what is that horrid oh oh my god man oh oh my god man just go in it was helm it was helm jesus pick up a book sometime and maybe an air freshener or some shit wait is jesus a thing in this universe <laughs> he is now this guy smelled shit so bad he he found jesus <laughs> 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 so, so, only, only the highest brow humor here at Good Job Adventures. He he probably gets out of your way. Oh, there was a lot more scatological humor than I expected. <laughs> Vin's having his revenge. You're the one who gave him the shits. I know. <laughs> so, but it's all right. So as soon as you're able to jump into the bathroom literally you find <laughs> you you find Did he just the leap toilet. right onto the toilet like he leaps into the toilet mid leap he pulls his pants down and lands ass first it's onto some the sort of just like odd it's like a really weird sequence where he's just like mid-air and his his robes are already been pulled up his underwear is down and his ass just hits the porcelain and that's the end of his side story <laughs> you dive into this stall like your life depended on it and at last you seek relief it's like a very metal melodies cartoon from like the thirties. <laughs> oh man! So, hilariously enough, that was your section. Uh, so now we're actually going to cut over to Elegos. That's it. That was character development. That was character development, don't you know? No, we we actually cut back to him later, but we're gonna cut over to somebody else now. What, you want to go for him shitting? That's going to be like, what, a two-hour sequence? We only got like an hour and a half here. Yeah, this no. is real time. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> This is, is real-time I mean, shitting. So, given what happened outside, it's probably down to like an hour 15 now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that, that... <laughs> so, Elegos. Yes. Um, you awake now on a hard metal surface. I forgot I was in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you're in holding. Uh, you awake on a hard metal surface in a cold Listen, cell. I'm not allowed to leave. That's prison. <laughs> <laughs> Sunlight spills in from above, from uh, overhead as you look up to see a small barred window about 20 feet up a wall. It can sing? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a ba- barred window. <laughs> you look around the cell, and what you can tell is that there is a small toilet in the corner. Andor wishes he had some of those. Uh, and there is another metal bunk above yours on the wall suspended by chains. And in the center, there is a small desk with a three-level layered tres- chess board. Oh shit! So for you, you, you. I know I read your character sheet. You know that that's a dragon chessboard, and once you're looking around, there's not too much else in the cell. You can hear some shuffling uh, from the bunk above you. Oh fuck! Is there anything you'd like to do? <laughs> um, I guess I I get up and I stretch my legs after what has probably been a harrowing night and uh, probably nursing a hangover as well. Yeah, you definitely have got a neat headache right now. So as soon as you um you, you jump out of bed and kind of start stretching, you hear just like someone else jump down from the uh, top bunk, and it's um you turn around to see a skinny looking man, um what you can assume is late twenties uh was on the bunk above yours. Uh he's wearing what looks to be uh some casual looking gray pants. 
you're pretty sure those are chinos uh a black pull a black and white pullover uh jacket and he's got soft looking grayish uh white hair lips oh. <laughs> <laughs> some nice soft lips <laughs> oh no not this kind of jail uh so and he's got brown eyes he looks pretty tired and has visible bags under his eyes and he um kind of looks you up and down he starts stretching as well and he says uh um, morning as he as he mutters to you uh, and begins to uh kind of stretch his arms back and forth and he says so what um what's your name uh elegos oh oh shit yeah wait i heard about you man um those guards the other day pulled you in for some funny shit i couldn't even believe it i probably won't either don't worry, dude. I got you covered. Uh, do you want to know what you got? <laughs> Pulls out a list. Yeah, I remembered exactly what you got pulled in for. Do you want to hear it? Probably not. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I heard from the guard, improper usage of public seating. You get a flashback to you stacking benches in the middle of a park. <laughs> but it fits so well! <laughs> Why? Endangerment of wildlife. Uh, you see uh, you're chasing around a squirrel. Uh, come here! I just want to see if you fit. Noise violation. Uh, it's just you yelling. <laughs> Public indecency. Like your bare ass was exposed while you were chasing the squirrel. Obstruction of justice. They tried to, uh, they tried to arrest you. You see this? I am a helm. <laughs> I am helm. I am helm! Flirting with justice. <laughs> Public intoxication, which was kind of apparent from the above ones, unless you were sober. I don't think so. Nope. And, uh... The last one was blasphemy. Well, I don't know what I could have done to do that. Well, that's not too big of a it's not too big of a clue, man. You're literally wearing like some murderous marks and shit. And he kinda points at your armor to like the symbol of helm. I mean, that's mine. It's for my order. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That if I'm not mistaken, I'm no historian, but like that's that's helm, right? You said? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, dude. That that dude like totally like killed the killed like the the goddess of magic do you not like did you, wait i feel like you, you would know that yeah if you're like are you like a cultist or uh no i'm a i'm a knight man oh that sucks well yeah no not too many people around here really like um really like helm too too well too much mostly because they uh, he killed mistra back uh back some ways no no one can even really remember it but I mean, I guess because we weren't around, but there's there's a whole festival dedicated to this shit, man. No one likes this fucking dude. Well, that's that's super unfortunate for me, I guess. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I gotta say that's not great, especially this close to the festival too. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so you might want to like cover that up while you're here. Uh, I mean, I'm chill with it mostly because like, I like I said, I'm not really a historian, but I did pick up a book, unlike everyone else in this <laughs> fucking town, and like he kind of had to, so. It's not. It's not. As, not a big deal. I'm. I'm chill with it. So you could keep it on in here. But I mean, Helm lives in a stand your ground plane. <laughs> he he lives in a stand your ground cloud, dude. Uh, it's not even a state. Uh, stand so, your cloud. Stand your cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Kill Mistra. So um, he kind of he kind of like sits down at the desk next to the uh, dragon chessboard, and he's like, "So um, what are you doing here in Ruel?" Because I haven't seen you around, really? and I've been here for quite a while. Listen, I, I appreciate you're trying to be amicable and everything, but I have the worst headache right now. Oh, man. Well, like, there's some water, I think. No, 
there's no water here. It's, yeah, I'm I mean, not there's toilet water. I, I was I was just about to say he 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 looks at the small toilet in the corner. And he's like, yeah, I'm not drinking that. Uh, so he chuckles. You already he chuckles did. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was one of the things you got thrown in here for. It was drinking the toilet water. Oh, uh, but no, no, no you, you, didn't, you didn't get thrown here for that. You flash back to Ander, and you just hear like, and then it cuts back. Uh, so after after that, he goes like, "Oh, come on, man, uh, Elagos, come on, sit down." So as soon as you hear him say like, "Come on, Elagos," uh, you kind of just get like a feeling like, you know what? Why not? This guy seems pretty chill. And like something like a feeling kind of washes over you, and you you do sit down at the table, but at that point he's just like waiting for you to start talking. So, uh, what are we playing for? Ah, mostly shits and giggles, I guess. It's always a good way to pass some time. You're gonna be in here for a while. Stop laughing at every shit joke I made. <laughs> Cut back to Andrew shitting again <laughs> and giggling, I guess. <laughs> but. So he um he does ask you, he's like, so again, man, like, why are you here in your role? I haven't seen you ever before, and I definitely would have heard of someone walking around wearing Helm's clothes. Yeah, well, I'm not from around here. Oh, no shit. Where do you come from? <laughs> stop it! Literally, stop it! Every three seconds, dude. This is gonna be a long episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. It'll be a long shit. Go ahead. A uh, long way off this continent. I came here by boat. Oh, that's pretty neat. Well, no, I, I want to know a little bit more about uh, a little bit more about you right now because, like, I like I said, dude, not too many people have got the balls to walk around with that uh, with that sigil everywhere. But what are you? What did your order? What's your order do? What's it about? As he starts to play the game of dragon chess, uh, he goes up to the upper the upper level and moves uh, one of his sylphs uh, diagonally forward. All right, fuck, now I gotta learn how to play Dragon <laughs> I, I'm looking at the wiki page now. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. So, Elagos uh, kind of, um, he's got, like, more of a defensive play style. Like, he'll he'll bring his warriors, which are pawns for the uneducated, he'll bring his forward, <laughs> warriors forward only, like, far enough so that he can move the pieces in castle. Okay. But it, it seems like he's waiting for the other guy to make a mistake so that he can, like, capitalize on it. Yeah, alright, understood. So, he, you guys start playing uh, a, a little bit of an intense game. Uh, he starts moving a bunch of pieces on the top level. And like like uh, Elagos has said, for the uneducated, and this is to you guys listening to this podcast, Dragon Chess has three levels, an upper level, a middle level, and a bottom level. Uh, mostly, like, there's subterranean, terranean, and then, like, above ground, where, like, dragons and shit are. Not Corley though, or Breathweaver. No, it's it's fine. You, you can talk down to Corley. <laughs> All right. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Corley. Uh, no, but continuing on though, um, you guys play a pretty decent game, and it comes to a standstill. Um, after about one could say about maybe twenty two uh, twenty two moves, and then he kind of stops and he's like, "Well, looks like we've got a quite a bit of a predicament here." Uh, and then he kind of pushes you a little bit further. He's like, so what were you about to, what were you saying earlier about, uh, your order? Huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't, we didn't get a lot of, uh, I guess notoriety. Uh, we, we operated, well, well, operate in the human territories to the west. Oh, okay. Uh, mostly just protecting whatever he's, well, protecting. That seems pretty paladin-like, you know? Kind of like Helm, I guess. Yeah, you would think. Oh, what's wrong? What? Uh, sorry, nothing. No, what? You sound like you were having some gripes, man. Uh, well, 
How many, just out of curiosity, how many, how many tiefling paladins you see in, in your day? Oh man, I don't, I don't judge, but none, literally zero. You're the first one, which is why I think it's pretty neat. You, you didn't, you didn't think it was weird at all? I, like I said, man, I don't judge, but it's definitely not your average though. It's why you're so interesting right now. It's why I'm trying to quiz you while we're playing chess and he kind of laughs and moves another one of his pieces uh, on the bottom board. Uh, Elagos looks at the moon. He's like, "Okay," and then he he uh he moves one of his pieces to capture it. Oh dang! All right, man. So wait, what what was this about your your paladin thing and t- being a tiefling? Did like people not like that? Yeah, I didn't get a lot of uh, didn't have a lot of friends, I guess you could say. Um, and he uh he moves. He finally starts moving up like the the sky pieces. But uh, I mean, I, I assume you're familiar with the, uh, the whole towers thing, the wish. Um. So he stop. He stops. Like he was about to pick up one of his hero pieces, and he stops for a second. He's like, um, uh, a sly grin like crosses his face, and he's like, "Oh yeah, man. The those towers. That's why a lot of people like yourselves, or I assume like yourselves, remember, uh, even come to this place." but I'm surprised that I haven't seen you at all around here, and you're so new, and you know exactly what those are. And he moves his hero piece forward. Well, I've done my research. He moves, he moves his sky piece. Mate in five. Oh, shit. He looks around, and he's like, God, fucking dragon pieces, man. And then he, um, he grabs one of his griffins, and he diagonally captures one of your dragons, and he's like, oh, shit, here we go. Uh... And he kind of he kind of delays your your mate by by another turn, but it's still looking pretty good for you at the moment. Uh, so, so I just kind of like silently like with sort of like just kind of like look at him in the eyes, like I don't even have to look at the board, just kind of like go through the motions of like what I would do to finish the mate. Understood. So yeah, you guys play for another four or five moves. Uh, well, six technically, since I said it bumped it, and then you're able to actually capture his king, and you've won. You've won the first round. He's like, "Well, I'll be, I'll be damned, man. That was pretty good. You're on smart, dude." Like I said, I've done my research. All right, he resets the pieces up, uh, and then he, um, he kind of comes back to that whole thing. He's like, "Yeah, so would you be able to like tell me more about this? You've done some research. You seem like you're a pretty like knowledgeable guy, but like, how did you?" How'd you get to this part? Like, all right. Well, uh, unlike those uh, the jail windows, I'm not exactly a bard, but uh, ha. <laughs> let me let me uh, let me tell you a story. He says, like, as he's like resetting all the pieces, like black on one side, white on the other. Once upon a time, there was an order of knights of hell. Yeah. Uh, he gestures to like the white side of the board, which is uh, his side. Strong, stalwart, and unmistakably human. And then he picks up a black uh, black warrior piece from the other side, and then puts it on the white side. Then one day, they come upon a black sheep with nowhere to go. He asks to join the knights, putting their leader, he takes the white king, on the spot. He puts it at the center of the board. At great risk to himself, the leader abides. He trains the black sheep, raises him up, and before he knows it, he takes the hero piece and... He takes a black hero piece and kind of, like, puts it next to the king and removes the black warrior. Before he knows it, the black sheep becomes a knight. But, unfortunately, 
Knight's fortune wasn't meant to last. The leader who vouched for him, against the wishes of those who followed him and put their trust in him, had been increasingly absent among his ranks. He, like, with a finger, he, like, topples the White King and then takes the White Queen or whatever fucking dragon chess equivalent is <laughs> yeah, and puts it next to the toppled king. Fearing the worst would soon befall their leader, the knights looked to the judgment of his successor, who hated the black sheep and his kind above all else. Now, the black sheep's first instinct was to kill the successor. Easy, right? He flicks, o he flicks over the white queen uh, in hopes that leadership would fall to one of the more level-headed of the high ranks. He, again, gestures to the back line of uh, the second level, since we're dragon-chessing, of the white pieces. <laughs> oh, gee. But this was, admittedly, a short-sighted plan on my, on his part. If the knights ever discovered that it was the black sheep who murdered the leader, or the successor, uh, and then he takes a hand and, like, in a one swift motion, takes out the second level of black pieces, the successor's will would be carried out all the same. Huh. So, left again with nowhere to turn, the black sheep set out in search of a miracle. He just, he takes the black hero piece off the board and just kind of pockets it. Alright, so that's why the black sheep, he does some air quotes, uh, is here. That's pretty interesting, man. Or so the story says. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I really like your story, and, um, you know, I really like this black sheep that you've been talking about, but I think he has one really big problem he's just not taking a look at. And I think that issue is with the way his group thinks. And then he takes a couple of the white pieces and rounds them up, and he's like, everyone seems to be following in what the successor wants to do and just going along with it. They're kind of stuck in their ways, one can say kind of really paying attention to those old rules that may not make enough sense. There's not much I can do about that. <laughs> now nah, there's always something you can do about that. And he starts to twirl one of the pieces around. He's like, all you have to do, at least from what I can tell, is just break the rules. And then he, uh, he puts another black hero piece in the middle and then puts all the white pieces around it. Well, I think there's one thing you're forgetting. One thing I certainly forgot. What's that? The black sheep left his post. He can't go back to the flock anymore. So now he's got a he's got a figure. He's got a choice to make. Does he use his wish to save the leader who took him in, or does he use it to save himself? He can't do both. <laughs> you're thinking too small. It's a wish. Why not do both? Or more. Uh, and as soon as he starts, like, mulling over what you've said, a guard kind of walks by the prison and he, uh, well, the prison bars, and he bangs his, uh, billy stick on the bars and yells, SHUT UP IN THERE, YOU RATS! <laughs> uh, so, as soon as that happens, the, um, the gentleman you've been sitting with, uh, kind of, like, gets up and he's like, Excuse me, I'll, I'll be back in, like, a few seconds. Gonna go talk to him. It was really rude. Uh, and he pops over to the bars, and you see, like, you're just sitting there looking at the pieces and you, the pocketed black piece uh, that you have there, and you're kind of inspecting it closely. And in about a minute, you just hear the two gen the, the prison guard and the guy who, in your, who was in your cell talking. And you currently aren't looking at them, but you hear the door to the cell open. 
Is Elagos getting the suspicion that the guy he was talking to was a plant from the guards? Uh, you could have that suspicion, but when you turn around, you kind of just see the guy standing there and the guard with the open door. And he's like, come on, Elagos, let's bounce. Just like that? Just like that. So he walks out of the cell, uh, and I assume you follow him, but as you kind of walk through, uh, walk through the door, you look, um, you look over at the guard who opened it, and you look at his face, and he's got, like, this thousand-yard, thousand-yard stare as he, uh, calmly just, like, lets you out and then closes the door behind him and then walks to the front of the, uh, of the office. Uh, so as you follow the guard and the gentleman you were talking to, uh, into the front office, you see, uh, the prison guard hands you back your gear, uh, sort of as, sort of as if in, uh, in a daze, and then the guy who was inside of your cell with you slaps a sticker on your chest piece and on your shield, and he's like, hey man, uh, take these, uh, take these stickers, dude, like, that'll definitely, um, I'll definitely help you over here in, uh, over here in Ruel. What do the, what do the stickers look like? Uh, the stickers just kind of look like they just say, like, um, oh god, not guilty? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like one of those good job stickers. It's good. It's, yeah, alright. It's like a storm cloud frowning. Yeah, it's, it's an A-plus, it's an A-plus sticker from, like, <laughs> they're whatever you want them to look like, Alagos, because I didn't write it down. And is it just, like, it's just, like, a small, like, circle size, the, like the size of one you get like the, the doctor or the dentist and it's covering this giant like palm symbol of help. It's like don't forget to floss. I want the sticker to be the, st- the symbol of help. I feel like that's contrary to the point. But he slaps on your uh, your shield and stuff and he says here man and uh, hey Tony uh, and the guard perks up for a quick second he's like burn those files for Elagos won't you? And you see the guard kind of just like in, in still inside of a daze go into the back of the um go into the back room and you you kind of just like smell like burning paper smell a ghost smell a ghost and he's like well ghost uh looks like i we got we got you out of that one uh, i, I look bad, at him but... and i like slightly like so much for too much bureaucracy eh yeah something like that and he's like well either way um i guess now you sort of owe me one but it's okay though I, i'm not too i'm not too demanding uh i'll come knocking soon though you're not gonna give me community service and a fine? <laughs> no, that's what they would have given you. Probably a little bit worse, though. So, they're never gonna remember this. Goodbye, Elagos. And as you hear him say that, uh, I want you to roll a wisdom save. Alright. That third... 14. Okay. So, as you roll the 14, uh, you you blink, and then you open your eyes again, and the, the guy who was in the cell with you is gone, and the door to the prison is ajar. And who was phone? <laughs> who was... F- the call was coming from inside the cell. No, but you got, um... That's it. That That's the end of your section, I guess. All right, cool. Uh, I guess I'll head out for Larry's. The What is... Is it still the Chillin' Dragon? I forget. It is still the Chillin' Dragon. Uh, and, or it's Larry's. You know, I had a last episode, too. Oh, I mean, is there a difference between the real and the fake? Oh, no. They're both the Chillin' Dragon. Gotcha. The entire time I was hearing that, I just kept thinking, like, have you heard the tragedy of the black sheep, the exiled? (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I thought that was cool. It was cool. I actually actually really liked it. It That's not a story the paladins would tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't let me have anything nice. No, not not at all. Well, you, you got out of prison for free, and you got two stickers. Well, that's because I saved the card for Monopoly. (laughs) <laughs> All right, get out of jail free. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
Yeah, that was. I thought guy. you were about to say, "All right, get back in jail." <laughs> and, all right, that, that's it. You walk, you walk out the door, and it's just another prison cell. He tricked you. Yeah. No, so you leave and you head back towards Larry. So now, uh, we're actually going to cut over to Aul. So Aul, um, you're looking up at the sky right now, uh, lying face up on two very comfy looking trash bags. Uh, and as you hear the sounds of the bustling city in the background, traders shouting, uh, traders shouting deals, wagons, wheels spinning, and people walking. Uh, it's truly an environment where a thief such as yourself uh, would thrive. So you sit up, give a good stretch, and turn into whatever form you would like to turn into for now. I'll turn into like a just a vanilla mofo, just like a normal human, like just kind of to blend in. Someone just very inconspicuous. Gotcha. So you change into a very inconspicuous man, and you kind of just like give it a good stretch, and you look around. Uh, and towards the edge of the alley that you were sitting in, you see a small girl uh, peering onto the main street, hurriedly looking back and forth as she occasionally stops to eye a nearby food cart. Uh, what do you want to do? Did she see me transform? No, she actually wasn't looking at you. She was. She's too busy looking onto the main road. You're kind of further back with where the trash is. Oh, so she's like ahead of me closer to the street? Yeah, she's literally at the end of the alleyway looking onto the main street. All right. I want to get up to her, but I think it's a little weird for, like, a man in an alleyway to just start talking to a little girl. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll well, do you it. Could, you could change into something else. Ch- change into a little girl as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll turn into a, a little boy. All right. Uh, so you turn to a little boy. He turns into the bread boy. <laughs> the bread boy. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and... What, what are you going to do? So you take a look at the girl, you switch back into a smaller a smaller child, and then uh, what's your I walk up to her and say, hey, so what you doing? Uh, she turns, she whips around, she's like, I didn't do, and then she pauses, what What do you want? I see you eyeing that bread. Wait, what was it? It wasn't a bread cart, was it? Uh, it, was a, it was a food cart. There's bread there. It has bread. All food is bread. Soil and green is bread. <laughs> You're planning something with that there food cart? Well... And she kind of looks you up and down like a quick second. She's like, I- I'm just like, I'm trying to get some breakfast, okay? Um, wait, wait hold up. And she get, gets like a smile across the face. She's like, watch this and learn. I'm real good at this. Death flag. Uh, and you see like she kind of just like, like looks back and looks back and forth. And, yeah, she dies. No. Uh, so <laughs> she, I'm about to end this bread's whole career. <laughs> I'm about to say, but uh, Larry's food cart, much better than this one. Uh, but no, she, she tries to, uh, she tries to leave the alleyway after she says she's real good at this. And as she gets halfway over towards the food cart, kind of like doing like what she considers like small combat rolls and sneaking. And as soon as she gets close enough to the cart about to swipe something, uh, a patron just walks in front of her. And as soon as like someone goes in front of her, she gets completely startled, drops back to the ground and scurries all the way back into the alleyway. Uh, she, she, she kinds of trying to, she kind of goes up uh, against the wall and she's breathing heavily and, uh, she looks at you and she's like, ha, did you, did you see that? That, that guy didn't, he didn't even see me. And she's like, I'm, I'm so sneaky. <laughs> uh, and then like, uh, then like you see, like, she's trying to talk herself up for you. And then like a frown crosses her face, uh, for a moment as she realizes she's kind of failed this. Ooh, yeah, that was, uh, I was expecting better to be honest. But, uh, all right, why don't I... I'm pretty good at this, too. So, uh, all right, what do you want? You're good at stealing? Yeah, that's that's pretty much my whole my whole deal. Stealing, and I can, uh... 
I can turn into whatever I want. And I wink at her. She's like, oh, yeah, stealing and stealing and what? <laughs> and just, uh, she looks at you and she's like, well, if you're so good at it, uh, I want that. And she points at the she points at the uh, food stand. You see, like there's a there's a small apple pie, just sitting on the right side of it. And just to give you an idea of what this what it looks like, like like the entire setting is that if you look out of the alleyway, it's a main street. There is a mm-hmm. cart there, uh, full of food. It has fresh bread. Uh, it has some fresh like uh, vegetables and um, and fruits there as well. There's a gruff looking human uh, standing there with a lot of a lot of chest hair. Holy shit. Uh, and he's kind of gruff. He's got a beard. He's got a bald head, and he looks kind of mean. As if you if you were to steal something from him, it wouldn't go over well. Um, but he does have a lot of nice stuff on that card. The, next to him are two other carts about ten feet away, uh, and it's pretty busy in the middle of the street. There are people frequently passing passing by and stopping. Hmm. All right. So I'll stay in the little boy form, but uh. I'm going to use a, a thing I got from my level up ca- called Mage Hand uh, Legend Main. Basically, I can use the Mage Hand cantrip, which is like an invisible spectral hand, but I can turn it invisible to be able to grab stuff. Oh. So I'm not going to do that just yet. But uh, so I will turn Stuart and it's like, check this out. And then I, uh, I walk up and to get like a, a scene, it's like, Right outside the alley is the food cart she was trying to steal from. It's yeah, it's right across the street. Oh, it's across the street. Yeah. So like all the food carts are on that side of the street. Yeah. All right. Um. They all cross the street when they see Aul. <laughs> oh, oh no. All right, Aul is going to uh, cross the street, and he is going to kind of like. Is there any like what's behind the food carts? Are there any bushes or anything? There's another alleyway uh, behind the food cart, uh, but it looks like yeah, it's just like buildings, like residential-ish. If, all right, would Owl be able to, like, hide in the other alley to do something? Oh, yeah, you can totally walk past, um... Okay. You can walk past the car into the alleyway, yeah. All right, so I'm going to go into the other alleyway and kind of attempt to get hidden because I want to cast a spell to create a diversion. Gotcha. All right, I'm going to use the spell Silent Image. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, it lets me create an image of an object or a creature or some other visible phenomenon that's no larger than a 15-foot cube. And... So what I'm going to do, and I think Breath Weaver would appreciate this, I'm going to just make a dragon appear in the middle of the street. <laughs> what? Yeah. Watch this, he says to the little girl. A dragon appears, you know, as you do. <laughs> oh, man. No, this, at this point, I've crossed into the other alleyway. Yeah, you hear- Owl's <laughs> only reference for dragons is Breath Weaver, so you see a giant Breath Weaver. <laughs> it has the face of Breath Weaver, oh but it's a dragon body. Wait, it has the face of Breathweaver, but it's a dragon? <laughs> it's like a, picture, a little more dragon-like. It's like a fucking Hieronymus Bosch painting. <laughs> yeah, oh it's god. horrifying. It's, it's more frightening than a normal dragon. Oh my god. All right, so you, you cast this, and is this like directly in front of the food cart? It's a little to the left of it, and then it's kind of in between the food carts, and then I am going to go like to the left side of the guy. Go- the apple pie is on the like, the right side of the cart, right? Yeah, the right side of the cart. You're currently towards the leftish side. All right, so I go to the left side of the cart and I just like grab the guy's leg. And he's like, "Oh my god, there's a dragon!" Uh, and as I'm saying that, I'm using my mage hand to lift the apple pie. All right, so <laughs> let me roll roll performance. I don't even know what else I can have you do. <laughs> roll performance. All Fuck right. it, you have silent images. If if you get a bad one, just re-roll as an advantage. Oh, so I get advantage? 
Yeah, you got a silent image. You got a dragon. All right, the first one was a 17, but I'll re-roll to see if I do better. Oh, gee, one second. Fell off the table. Uh, yeah, the 17 was the best I got. Okay, so you get you uh, you see this gruff old man. You pull on his leg, and he looks at you angrily uh, for a quick second. Then he looks up to the street, and he sees a, uh, a giant dragon-esque, dragon-weaver-esque, <laughs> ugly dragon. I'm offended, bitch. And he, you see him. <laughs> so ugly. So it's ugly. Oh ugly. my god, it's ugly. No, no relation. Uh, so as soon as you, as soon as he sees it, you see this gruff, this gruff man look up, and he just goes ah, and he then he runs away from his food cart, uh, and he, and then he runs down the alleyway as he as he sees this giant dragon. You hear the people also in the middle of the street start yelling and then running in all different directions. Some of them going through the dragon and then not realizing it. You've successfully pilfered your pie. I'm t- yeah, I'm taking not just the pie now. I'm taking as much as I can grab. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so not you, just the you pie, got, you got, but you the croissants the and the bread, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One step. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You're literally fucking everything. stealing everything. So you stole, like... Aladdin. All right, so you, you, de- you dead-ass Aladdin this. You, you straight up... Gra- well, he only stole a loaf of bread. So you grab, like, this sack that you had. I don't even know where you got the sack from, but you load it up with, like, croissants, like, fresh pastries some apples the pie multiple pies and then you, you a jamba juice a jamba juice uh what soda is bacon OJ, cheeseburger stuff. yeah <laughs> some alcohol yeah every you got everything else uh you got a blueberry pie too uh so you you really make out like a fucking santa claus like robber dude and you just like you what you strut you absolutely strut back into the alleyway as the little girl is just watching you in awe as she just saw what what i assume to be how old did you make this kid because like she's like seven or eight ish he's one he's like yeah he's probably around he's, that maybe six like this six-year-old boy <laughs> conjure six a dragon and then steal what's <laughs> assumedly the entirety of the food cart and then when I'm, like, safely away in the alley, you you see the dragon, like, attempt to speak, and it just sounds like Breathweaver. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so we've got we've got the level one little girl versus the level 100 owl. Jesus. I don't know why I would be saying, oh, no, but just look, the dragon, like, the horrifyingly ugly dragon looks around and says, oh, no, and then just slowly fades out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... And then... <laughs> God damn it. So you, you you go back in. This little girl is in awe. And she's like, did you do that? That dragon? That really, really ugly dragon? Uh, oh, no. That was just a coincidence. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <I didn't. laughs> what? I guess it was good timing or something. No, that was me. No. And then I'm going to say, you think that was really something? You want to you wanna see me turn into a fat dwarf? I- that's based off on one of my friends. She, she's like, yeah, yeah, I totally want to see oh, that. No. And then I turn into a fatter version of Wilhelm. <laughs> okay. So a really fat version of Wilhelm. So you see, like, she comes up to you and she's, like, going in for a high five. I do. Yeah, I high five. And then, like, exaggeratedly. I don't think that was a word. I'm out of breath after that. Just kind of Wilhelm-esque. All right. So she's like she's super happy and she, like, she, like, looks at the sack. She, like, looks at the sack. She's like, so, so do you mind if I have some, like, food? Oh, yeah, I give it all to her. She's like, oh, shit. And then she, like, looks at it, and she's like... <laughs> Cuts back to Ander quickly. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, you won't let this go. You had to start with Ander, didn't you? 
<laughs> Andrew's now eating a croissant somehow. <laughs> Andrew's just sitting on the toilet, and you just hear from outside that one guy. He's just like, "Come on, man!" And he's like, "We need to. I need to go." He has one of those trays you get for like a bed and breakfast, just on his lap, yeah. and he's just—he's <laughs> got a nice croissant. And so you you cut back, and then you see she's like digging into like the food that's in there, and she's like, "Oh man." Thanks, mister. What's your... Wait, what's like, mister, if you're changing and stuff, what do you... What do you actually... Wait, is that what you look like all the time? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fat dwarf now. Uh, so, he, yeah. If I showed you my real form, you'd probably lose your appetite. I'm a... You may have heard of us. We're called changelings, and we are uh, not easy on the eyes, so to speak. Oh, she kind of looks at you with, like, a, a star in her eye, and she's like... That that's fine if you want to show me it's cool. I'm real glad. Thanks for helping me. Well, really not even helping me. Just stealing it by yourself then. Uh yeah, so uh where are your parents? Also, what's your name? I'm Owl. Oh, my name is Mina. And then she kind of just like uh bites in a little bit into the pie and she's like, "My parents are um uh and she thinks for a second. She's like, "They're not uh they're not home." And she's like she kind of just like fiddles her thumbs a little bit. What the hell what? was that? Was that an air raid? One second. My dad just turned on a vacuum. I need to what? tell him. <laughs> I might need to tell it him. It sounded like an air raid. And I'm just like, oh my God. It sounded like the purge was starting. Is our, I was like, is our podcast getting swatted? We're not even that popular. <laughs> I will get swatted for stealing from the fucking. Oh my uh, God. From the, from the food cart. <laughs> FBI, open up. And it's just like runs him down. I <laughs> hate you, man. Show me the pies! <laughs> <laughs> then, then what, what, what did you say? I said FBI open up. Show me pie! <laughs> Show me. Are you Steve Harvey? <laughs> I don't know if Steve Harvey's going around reading. It cuts, back to, it cuts back to Ander inside of the bathroom. Show me pie! <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. Oh, Alright, so I uh, will hearing that she says her parents aren't home, and I, said, I say, uh, so, uh, where's, where's your home then, Mina? Uh, she says, she kind of, like, look, uh, she points over, like, towards the, um, towards the, I believe it is northwest side of town, and she's like, uh, it's over there, uh, and she, she points in that direction, she's like, me and, uh, me and my big sis, uh, live, live in this, this big house. Can I roll inside? Yeah. See if I can, yeah. Um... Uh, a 21. Yeah, uh, you roll insight, and you can tell that if, like, this small child is talking about living with her sister in a big house, you can very very easily tell she's poor-looking, uh, and especially because she was attempting to steal. She lives in an orphanage. So, uh, how many other people live in this big house with you? Uh... How you like it there? It's pretty nice. I like it. Uh, I, I didn't get too much food this morning. Uh, she says, like, there is soup. Uh, but she says, it's a really fun place, and my big sister's real nice, so she always helps me get the food. Uh, she usually likes buying it, though. I don't think there's a reason to buy it. It's right there. Uh, and then she, um, she kind of just, like, munches a little bit into, like, another, like, croissant that you've, that you pilfered for her. Is Aul about to adopt her? No, I don't think so. So, <laughs> well, wait. We'll, we'll leave that to discretion. Uh, but... She kind of just goes like, well, I mean, I didn't want to have Big Sis buy any, uh, buy any more food, especially because I, I said I wasn't hungry earlier today. And I want her to, I want her to, to, she's trying to learn more now and she's going to the library all the time. Oh no. Um, 
and what uh <laughs> it's a smell of shit <laughs> the absolute smell of shit uh <laughs> permeating from the library downtown uh as a cataclysmic event is happening there right now and she's like i want her to spend money on books today and i felt bad so i tried to get some breakfast yeah, I think I know what you mean about going hungry. And as I say that, I'm going to turn from a really fat dwarf into a really thin dwarf. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I like you. You're funny. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you typically get enough to eat, Mina? Yeah, us- usually the- we get a lot of food. But with the festival coming around, there's a lot of, they, they, they raise in the prices. Uh, and it's hard for, uh, it's hard for the owner to buy it. Uh, so we, we just... Resort to stealing round now. At least I do. And she, like, takes another bite out of, like, now pumpkin pie. I will laugh, and he's like, I, I like you too, Mina. I think we're, uh, birds of a feather. I mean, I'm not a big fan of money either. I mean, I feel like money's just put in place by all the people who have it to prevent the poor people from doing stuff. I'm running for president in 2020. <laughs> I will for president. I'll steal everything. <laughs> he's, he's like, uh, but uh, I think maybe I can, uh, maybe I can show you the ropes a little bit. I mean, she's like, really? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be brutally honest. Yeah. You didn't do great. She kind of like frowns a little bit, and she's like, I, I try my best, but I, I get it though. I'm. I'll admit you're be- it. You're better at that age than I was. Really? And yeah. she kind of gets like a spark in her eyes again. Owl turns to the camera and shakes his head <laughs> no. God damn it. Shakes his head no. But uh, you got potential, I'll tell you that, kid. But uh, you're a little sloppy, too. And you, you can't back out that early. You got to be uh, part of being able to steal something is being willing to commit. And uh, can I summon dragons, too? In, in a good time. And pro- Honestly, when I'm done teaching you, you can summon dragons even uglier than, uglier than that one. She's like, there's no way there's a dragon uglier than that one. <laughs> Fuck you too, man. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good point. I can, if you want to meet that, if you want to meet that guy, maybe I can have you meet that guy. He can help you. Oh, maybe you could stick to training me instead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'm sorry, Coralie. This is too easy. Uh, but <laughs> she's like, well, what, what's the first lesson? The first? Well, she's like, also, I'm sorry. What was your name? Owl. That's the first lesson. My name's Owl. <laughs> All right. And she kind of like, she kind of like memorizes it. I'm pretty sure he told her that too. Mm-hmm. She was too astounded by pie. The first lesson is you got to know your target before you steal. So you had, this time you had an apple pie. But did you know the vendor? Did you know his story? Did you know the layout of the, the alleyways behind? And you gotta have an escape plan. You gotta. She's like, no, my, my plan was running real quick, and then he won't be able to see me because I'm so quick. And I grab the pie and run away. Well, okay. First of all, <laughs> that's not a bad plan. Yeah? I don't wanna discourage you because I like uh-huh. your spunk. Uh huh. But that's about it. <laughs> okay. And then she, like, thinks about it for a second. She's like, oh, wait a second. That's bad. And she's like, well, how do I make it better? The first thing is, if you're going to steal something, you got to be ready to have something taken for you, from you if you get caught. If you're not willing to make that commitment, then you're not ready to steal. It's like, I got nothing. Well, that's a good place to be. Neither do I. And I, I go up for a high five. She gives you another high five. And she's like, yeah, nothing, nothing, friends. But uh, 
Just remember this. As you get better and as the stakes get bigger, what you could lose is going to get bigger too. So right now you're starting small and that's good. But uh, when you get to being uh, of my level, and I will turn this to the camera and wings again, which is level four. But uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he says, when you get to my level, just every time you steal, it could, it could end badly. But I think we're getting a little too heavy right now. All right. So the first, diversions are a, always a good thing to be able to create on a whim. So I'm assuming you can't create hideous dragons, right? No, not yet. And I'm assuming you can't shapeshift, right? No, not yet. Owl takes off his hat and he says, All right, try, try this. It's, uh, it won't let you exactly do what I can do, but it should let you change your clothing. It should let you change your uh, appearance within reason. I need to look up the exact... Thing disguise self can do it casts disguise self i think it allows you to change yourself by like about a three feet or so you can make yourself a foot shorter or taller you can appear thin fatter in between all right so you give her the hat and she as soon as she puts it on she you see like she thinks real hard and then she turns into the fat dwarf uh that you were well like kind of like like wearing like the same like clothes that the fat dwarf was wearing she looks kind of large and she's just like look i did it not bad see being able to disguise yourself is uh it's important wherever you go, because if they know who stole from them, they're going to know who to look for. That's why whenever I steal, I can always change how I... Well, I have the benefit of being a shape-shifting monstrosity. <laughs> so whenever I steal, I don't have to look like myself. I got it. And this hat usually helps me change my disguise. And I think maybe it would be more useful if you had it. Really? You mean it? Yeah. I mean, it served me well, but listen, I... I mean, it's the least... Wait, actually, you're giving her the hat? Shit. Yeah, he's giving her the hat. Oh! But being, being able to disguise yourself is one thing. You also have to be willing to uh, commit to the part. So uh, here's, one, here's one of my favorite characters, and he turns into an albino orc, and he says, How are you? And she giggles a little bit, and she's like... And then she kind of like thinks really hard, and then you see her kind of get a little bit taller, and she starts wearing a, a sideways hat, so she can't change her appearance. But she starts wearing a, a wife beater, a sideways hat, and a pair of cargo shorts. And she's like, I'm good. And she kind of like re like reads it back to you. This is, an, this is a more hideous form than I expected. I did not realize how horrible this was to look at. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could visibly see the dad bot on her now. No. <laughs> it's, it's actually disconcerting. <laughs> and ugliness to surpass Breathweaver. You mean the Breathweaver dragon. Thank you. There's a few additional details, too. Like, she has just hairy armpits, too. And I'm like, ooh, that's good. But uh, I call this guy Ghoul. He's a single dad. He hates life, I guess. He would hates. Be the... He hates. But he's a... He is a real thorn in your side. I'll just say that much. <sighs> Was that Anders shitting? <laughs> <laughs> Cuts back. Cuts back. All right. So when I want to infiltrate maybe or go with places i shouldn't go this is one guy so why don't you try to develop a, a persona maybe maybe not this guy because that's my thing that's so that's patented at all but all right i, I won't i won't steal that and she kind of chuckles uh and let me just look up this guy's self really quickly for myself yeah so she kind of like she kind of changes into uh to, into another form uh a she gets a like she can only go a foot taller so she gets a foot taller 
uh, and she kind of looks like a, um, st she's still really tiny. She's about three feet now. She kind of looks like a, a gnome, like a gnomish-like gnomish stature. And she has like a, a weird pointy red hat and like a, a blue a blue jacket. And she's like, I call this one Gnomey. Ooh. What about Gnome Regard? <laughs> and then she, and then like Gnome Regard. And now You're going to need to get the, the nomenclature right. <laughs> That's a wordplay. <laughs> uh, and then and then she uh like you spend like a little bit of time with her because I don't wanna I don't wanna like make this like a, a like too long yeah too long yeah but you spend some time with her you teach her some ropes like it cuts to like you guys teach her some ropes teach her some ropes <laughs> this is my favorite rope this is this silk <laughs> rope it's great for climbing stuff after you guys stole a bunch of rope you just start talking yeah. about the rope uh, this you... one's called hemp if you need to tie up someone it's pretty good uh. Honestly, those are my two ropes. I hope that was useful. <laughs> She's like, it was. Uh, so at like, it kind of like goes throughout the entire day. You kind of give her the ups and downs. You show her the ropes, and you show her <laughs> the ropes. Uh, and then after a little while, uh, she, it's kind of like breaking dusk a little bit. And then she, uh, she looks at you and she's like, "Thanks, Mister. You've been really nice. And thanks for the hat too." I give her a little bit of rope. <laughs> and the rope. And she gives you a big hug. Uh, and as soon as as soon as she does, she runs off and she's like, "Stop by the orphanage sometime, Mister. I won't know it's you, but I, I really hope you say hi." Just be careful. Just be careful. Don't remember what I taught you. And she says, "Yeah." Uh, and then she scurries on towards the northwest of town, as Aul is going to gain uh, inspiration for giving away uh, his hat. Oh, all all planned. And and subverting my expectation of Aul in the in the scenario. Did you know Aul wrote the Last Jedi? <laughs> All right, let's go to Breathweaver. <laughs> so Breathweaver at this point, uh, so it's kind of like rewinding the day because uh, Aul's took a while. Uh, record scratch. Record scratch. You're probably wondering how I ended up in this tree. So a coarse breeze, uh, a coarse breeze uh, wakes you up now as the leaves around you rustle loudly as you're sitting inside of. Uh, I'm inside of the tree. <laughs> yeah, you just you huddled up inside the hole. Uh, no, not a branch. I'm an owl, tree owl, dragon, shit, tree dragon. Tree dragon. Uh, Is he hanging out with that squirrel? Elagos harassed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sharing Perhaps. a drink with it. <laughs> so you you lead up to find yourself perched upon a massive branch of a tree in the middle of what seems to be a park. Uh, so you hear the sounds of birds chirping, uh, children playing, a stack of benches. Yeah, stack of benches. You're able to see, it looks like a weird stack on like the opposite corner and a bunch of old people like scowling at it because they can't sit on it. But then you see one old guy at the very top and he looks very happy. <laughs> uh, it's about it's about as tall as you are up on this branch. So it seems like it's a pretty peaceful looking park. Like it, it it's just a park. It's pretty neat. Uh, people are playing around. And then as, um, as you look around and are just like taking it all in, you hear from below you uh, a tiny shriek. As you look down, you see a few small children uh, looking up at you and pointing and whispering. And you hear just like, you, you hear from down there just like, how do he climb so high? Who is this guy? And I like his, I like his robes. They look funny. He's hideous. And like, they're all, this like, he looks like that dragon on Main Street. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you hear like, they're all start whispering a little bit. Yeah, uh, Breathweaver starts thinking back about when he was on Main Street. Because he, he's trying to, like, <laughs> he means like the other day. When he was You're having a really. <laughs> he's like, was I on Main Street? You think you were really drunk on Main Street. 
So after a while, uh, one of them kind of calls up to you, and they say, Hey, mister, do you want to play with us? Sure. <laughs> and you kind of jump down, and they're like, All right, you can play the game. What game? We're playing Monsters and Ghouls. Oh, my God. I love the game. I'm out. I'm done. This is so <laughs> meta. <laughs> no, they're not actually playing Dungeons and Dragons. They're playing this universe's equivalent of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, so as soon as you hear the other kids say monsters and ghouls, uh, see like a bunch of the other uh, kids, there's uh, three of them in total, like the other two kind of like brandish what looks like invisible weapons. And like one of them shoots like small sparks out of their hands using prestidigitation, you can tell. Uh, and like they're all just start like going around, like making really cool heroic looking um heroic looking stances and they're having a great time you you can tell out of character corley uh you can tell they're pretty much larping D D. uh <laughs> but uh one of them and breath Weaver would understand that too like they would know that that this game is like something that kids would play they just call it dungeons and dragons for some do reason do i have any non-damaging spells <laughs> no that you're I not fireball no. at the end yeah, you see the kids and he's like i want to fight you he casts fireball at the fucking <laughs> and he's just like oh my god like, i thought we were playing <laughs> no but jesus he's just playing dead Okay, good. It's just a prank, bro. It's non-damaging. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh uh, maiming gosh. children aside, uh, there you see one of like the other uh, one of the other two kids kind of comes up to you, and he's got like a big, thick-rimmed glasses on. He says, "What type of character do you want to play? Uh, what class?" Uh, can I be dragon? <laughs> no, silly. That's the enemy. I can play the enemy for you guys. No, we already got the enemy. Who's that? You got You got to play. That's I'm the I'm the I'm the dungeon master. <laughs> Are you the dragon? Well, I have a dragon. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> what are you gonna play? Uh, you look like a barbarian. Sure. <laughs> Is that gonna get into semantics with some kids, man? No, we're not making a character for you. It's just gonna be you're playing and acting like a barbarian. Let me roll for that. No. <laughs> oh no. So, spends the next hour and a half creating a character of a barbarian for a fantasy D and D. Oh my god. All right, let me roll for my character. Let's see. That's a twenty. What? Uh, no, what wait, are you 18. doing? <laughs> No, stop rolling your stats. No. My strength we don't have time for this. Okay. School's starting soon. <laughs> no, don't roll your strength, your yeah, chat. Yeah. Alright, so you see like the, the kids kinda like gang up. You're set up together with um with, with one of the other kids who's playing a fighter. Uh you're playing a barbarian and the other girl uh is playing a sorceress. Uh and she, and you see like the one kid with thick rim glass, he's like, Okay, here's the setting. So as he pushes up the big rims on his glasses uh, forward, uh, closer to his face, he says, The evil lich has you all twacked in the tomb, and he's going to unleash his magic on the world. We're hunting and you rabbits. See, uh, we're hunting rabbits. Uh, and you see, like, the other kids are just like, Boo! Boo! And he's like, and he's going to steal all the world's candy. No! And you see, like, they just start yelling. Oh, no! <laughs> Breath Weaver overreacts. <laughs> oh, no! And you see people are like gasping and one of the kids uh <laughs> and he says so as you guys were previously delving into the dungeon uh you're joined by your new friend the barbarian yeah uh and he's like what's your name uh 
John Peters. John Peters. John Peters. The the barbarian John Peters. Is that a reference to something? No, I don't know. I don't think it is. No. It might be. Is is it a reference, Corley? I don't know. All right. So John John Peters the barbarian is going to be an NPC you guys meet her up later on in the campaign. Uh, uh, so so you guys are joined by your new friend John Peters as he writes it down in his book. John H. Peters is an American film producer and former hairdresser. What? Who also hunts liches. <laughs> you have a giant pair of scissors. <laughs> you, That's my weapon. You have a giant pair of scissors. That's my sword. That's my barb sword. Oh my god. <laughs> so as you dive deeper into the tomb, and just before you reach the end of the tomb, you hear a loud rumbling. And your stomach. And your stomach. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright. We're right next to the library, actually. You hear a, lo- a loud rumbling as a large dragon, you see the kid winks at you, appears from the depths. And then the kid goes, you shall not step into my master's domain. Uh, and he breathes some fire at you and he says, on guard. Like literally? Uh, <laughs> is he, what? Is he ba- There's no actual dragon. <laughs> Does the kid breathe fire at me? This kid is actually a Hawul. He casts silent image and a giant dragon. No, but... <laughs> You um you see he's just like all right guys time to fight the dragon, uh so I get into a fighting stance with my scissors. All right, so the first kid says, "Why well, slice off his foot so he can't walk?" Uh, and then you see he just like <laughs> runs up to like the tree That's trunk and like sli- slashes it. Uh, <laughs> it's my move. And he says, "You okay?" And the other kid who's DMing is like, "Okay, you hit it and it falls right off." Uh, and then you see impressive strike. <laughs> I compliment the kid. You see the other kid is like, well, I burn its ugly wings so it can't fly around. Uh, and you um, you see, like, she starts, like, pew-pewing and, like, pre- casting prestidigitation and, like, uh, makes, like, a smell of, like, uh, burning scales fill- fills, like, the uh, fills, like the area around you. And as, like, the tomb, you, you see, like, the uh, DM is describing it as, like, it's catching a blaze. And he's like, all right, now now you, John, what was it? <laughs> Peters. <laughs> John Peters? John Peters, what are you gonna do? And you see... I, I posted a picture for reference of the Discord. God, I don't want that. That's just what Corley's looking like to me right now. Uh, so, John Peters, what are you gonna do? And the first kid's like, kill it! Kill it! Yes, I shall! I shall proc rage! And then I cast the dancing lights onto the sword, so it looks like my sword's glowing. They're like, ooh! And then I charge at the tree and stab it. I will stab it in its heart! Hopefully. All right. Do I roll for that? No. This is they're larping. So <laughs> I don't know if you roll in larping, uh, but uh, you see you stab the tree, and you see you hear like a loud groan as the the DM kid goes like, <laughs> "You killed the dragon!" Yeah. And you see like the other kids are like, "Yay!" And he's just like, um. After this point, you kind of just like running around with the kids, and um, like uh, one of the like uh after a little while like you probably spend about 30 minutes like running around this like tomb uh, i'm just gonna meme it and say it's the tomb of annihilation but with a dragon in it uh he was running a module he's only like 12 uh so <laughs> you're able to successfully fell the dragon inside of the dungeons and dragons game and are playing around with the kids for a little bit then afterwards uh you see some guy kind of just like approach approach you and the kids and he's like why are you talk to my kids it's not what you think <laughs> and he's just like 
Hey, what's going on? We were playing Monsters and Ghouls, good sir. You wanna join in? It's quite fun. He's like, he, he chuckles for a little bit. He's like, no, 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 it's cool. Thanks for playing with them, man. Uh, and you see, he, uh, just to describe what this character looks like to you, he's about, he, he's, he's a male. He looks like John Peters. No, it's not John, ah, yes, John Peters is the NPC. Uh, but no. Is it Jackie Jan? <laughs> it might be Jackie Jan. No, it is not Jackie Jan. No, um, so you see this guy, he's standing around like 5'10". Uh, he looks like he's about 19 years old, he's got olive skin, top hair, and golden, with golden streaks. Uh, I wrote russet eyes, but I'm just gonna bring it to brown. Uh, his hair is braided, and he has a very thin beard. He's wearing a green coat, brown combat boots, and a white uh, a white slash grayish shirt. So and he's holding a uh, a quarter staff. So he walks on over to you. He's like, "Hey, thanks for playing with the thanks for playing with the kids for a little bit." He's like, "My name's Abel," and he gives you like a handshake. Excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> he says no. He says no worries, man. You know, you get gassy, I guess. And then cuts back to Ander as we say gassy. All right, there you go. <laughs> just, just no one, no one, no one went there, man. You went there by yourself. I did it before. I, I heard I heard one chuckle from Tyler. I didn't chuckle like, right, that time. Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, he kind of just like gives you a handshake and he says it's okay. I say I'm John Peters the Barbarian. All right, you're John Peters the Barbarian. And he looks at you he's like, well, my name's Abel. Stay in the character, man. That's important. Immersion. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Immersion. And he kind of looks at the other kids and he's like, hey, isn't it time for you guys to be getting to school? Uh, and they kind of look at him, and he's, he's just like, uh, all the kids are just like, shit! And then they start to run. <laughs> and their cutscene. God damn it! Who raised these kids? <laughs> <laughs> Ander might have. Ander raised these kids. Uh, he, he had a long, drunken night. Uh, so you see the kids kind of just like run towards the center, uh, towards like out of the park, and um, Abel, Abel kind of just like peers back at you, and he's just like, I really appreciate you hanging out with them. They don't get to play, play with other people too, too much. Why not? Well, I mean, not a lot of adults just, you know, sit around and play with kids. But they, there's other kids, aren't there? Well, yeah, there's themselves, but like... Are you saying the other kids won't play with them either? No, there were three of them. I'm pretty sure they were playing with each other. Uh, so he says, uh... <laughs> well, what did you... What were you playing with them? You said Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, I don't know. They just said something. <laughs> they said something. Uh, he kind of chuckles. He's like, as kids do, as kids do, and he's like, well, I have to apologize for them. Uh, sorry they bothered you for a little while. I wasn't bothered. I just was hanging out in a tree because I could. <laughs> you were hanging out in a tree because you could. Yes, it's a nice view. She, he kind of looks around. He's like, did you stack those? No, but I have an idea of who might have. Oh, that that's fun. Uh, that's a fun that's a fun idea. I bet. Well, um. I guess I'll see you around. Uh, thanks, thanks for helping him out. I owe you one. Yeah, no problem. Have a good one, Abel. Yeah, Abel. Abel. And he's like, okay, peace. Uh, and he, you see him. He kind of just like um, he kind of walks away, and he's like, good job killing that dragon. Does he? Does he have a ship captain brother named Naval? No, he does not. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't write that in. Uh, but you kind of get you kind of get around and as soon as you he's kind of left you alone the kids are gone and you kind of I, I i just want to say man i hope you didn't make that encounter thinking breath we would be offended by kids attacking a dragon no i i didn't think that they were going to be offended by the kids being a dragon but um <laughs> when breath turns into a dragon he's going to show back up to those kids he's like who's attacking who now 
<laughs> Absolutely regretful. And then, like, you sit down for a little bit uh, and just, like, reminisce what you were playing with the kids and just, like, how you were killing the dragons. And he's like, oh, man, I guess I guess kids don't like dragons too much. And that's the, uh, the end realization for your set. I already knew that. <laughs> and now the viewers do. So, <laughs> going on, that's going to be the end of Breath Weaver's piece uh, there. And now we're going to go over to Wilhelms and goddamn, let me get to his page. Hold up. Harris thought he was going to get out of this session without doing anything. No. <laughs> you also gave him time to digest his McDonald's he ate right before recording. Oh yeah, for sure. So here, here's Wilhelms. So Wilhelm, you wake up with one of the mildest hangovers uh, you've had to date. As you attempt to rub your eyes, you smack yourself in the face with a plastic bottle that has been taped to your hand. <laughs> you try to rub your eye with the other hand, and you see there's been another plastic bottle taped to there. You are playing the D&D version of Edward Forty Hands, uh, and <laughs> you, you kind of you just feel disgusting and incredibly greasy. What a night. So you look down to inspect yourself um, after you see that your hands have been taped together, and you come to an, a terrible realization. Half of your armor is gone. Your left gauntlet, your right boot, <laughs> your chest piece, and your helmet are completely missing from your person. Oh, no. And you hear uh, now, as you're inspecting yourself, a hearty chuckle uh, from the opposite side of the bar, where a few dwarves seem to be drinking and horsing around. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> are you are you asking them that, or are you just talking to yourself? A uh, bit of column A, a bit of column B. Alright, so you kind of just, like, audibly say, what the fuck happened? Uh, and you see, like, they, uh, the dwarves kind of, like, look over as they heard something. They're like, hey, Wilhelm! Woo-woo! And they're all just, like, oh, kind of just, like, uh, like, partying around. And one of them, like, comes up to you. They, like, slap you on the back. Like, you party animal! You back for round two? And one of them hands you some mead. Uh, well, uh, I'd like to get these bottles off of my hand. And I'd like to get my armor back. <laughs> So they kind of just go like, no problem. One of them rips it off, rips one of the bottles off your hand, uh, and then puts a, a stack of meat in it. And he's just like, drink up, buddy. <laughs> Finally woke up, I, you I, legend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I do not know. I, I do not think that the best uh, way to deal with a mild hangover is to just consume more alcohol. They look at you. They're like, what are you, some sort of dwarf or not? And they're just like, as they oh, all shit. continue to keep drinking, it's like 9 a.m. <laughs> yes. Do it. Do it. Yeah. You're being peer pressured by other dwarves. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Implying that Wilhelm was gonna, gonna do anyways. Uh, all right. I, I, I guess I will partake in more alcohol as he just drink, drinks the um mead. They all look. They're like Wilhelm. Cut the next morning. Like, Wilhelm wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> He's missing more armor. That's that. So. All right. Uh, well. Uh, important question. Uh, where the where the hell is my armor? I have like half of oh, it. Oh man, you were all over the place last night. <laughs> uh, when you ask where your armor is, you see like one of the dwarves perk up and he's like, huh, I remember you having a full set of Grubs Pub. Uh, I saw you in your helmet and everything. And another uh, another one pump, uh, pipes up and he says, and I saw your gauntlet at the B shot. Uh, another guy pops up and he says, and I saw his boot at dusk till dawn. Uh, <laughs> and then the last dwarf says, and I saw, and I saw your chest plate in the lot of parking. So, uh, let me let me guess. Uh, I somehow got in, ended up doing a bit of a bar club with you fine individuals. Is that correct? You hear you hear uh you say bar crawl and you see them just go like look at each other. They're just like, oh, like they're just like bar crawl. 
and like they're all just like headbutting each other now. This is, these are your people. Uh, so, so, <laughs> so they're just like, yeah, man, we had the best bar crawl ever last night, and you were a legend. And you see, like, they start recounting your uh, your legendary antics, and they're just like, you drank three fat dwarves under the table. You won an arm wrestling competition with some orcs. I saw you do some magic, and you made armor go sparkly. Uh, and then they're just like keep talking about it and then you see one of them comes to the realization she's like wait wait a second guys he has to go back to the other bars to get his stuff you know what that means and one of the other one just like starts punching himself and he's just like bar crawl bar two and like they're all like freaking out all right look i i just want to get <laughs> i just want to get my shit back i i'm sure last night was a was a fun night but i'm a little tired and i have to like Get back to my friends. We apparently split up, and then now I'm here, but essentially half naked. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, that's, you know, you're a party animal, man. And they're just like, don't worry, we'll bring you back to the other bars and maybe get some drinks along the way. What do you say? Now, here's the thing. I'm not the po I'm not going to outright not drink. That is absur absurd. It's just I'm not going to get sloshed again. It is, it is not even 10 in the morning. They just start they just start headbutting each other again. They're like, Woo! Why, why, why are you all headbutting yourselves? It seems like a bad idea. They're like, it's a great idea. We've got helmets. And then... <laughs> they they kind of just like... They kind of start walking out the door and I assume you follow them. So yep. the bars that they listed were Grub's Pub, The Beast Shot, Dust Till Dawn, and The Lot of Parking. Uh, the Lot of Parking. The Lot of the Parking. parking. Kind of like a play on the, the Bag of Holding. Let's let's bring you on to the first one. Let's bring you over to let's bring you to Grub's Pub. So as soon as you you start walking down the streets, you see this pretty big looking bar. It's got a, a big like a uh, like it looks like a maggot on the on the front of it, and it's labeled Grub's Pub. So as soon as you walk inside, the inside is very homely. It's a wide bar uh, adorned uh, with a bunch of tables. Uh, there is a back wall with a um, a very large bar there. To the left, there is a, uh, a bathroom uh, stall, and to the right, uh, there is stairs leading to the inn that is located above, and a large orog mans the bar, tending to a few glasses. Tables are randomly placed all around the bar, and towards the left is a jukebox and a small stage, and on the right side of is a wall with a bunch of pictures hung with random patrons. All of them are incredibly sweaty. And you see, as soon as you walk into the bar, uh, the Orog addresses you that's behind the bar. And for the viewers who don't know what the Orog are, it's kind of like a blue orc. They're like a mix of an orc and a, a troll, I think, or something like that. And he addresses you. Hey, Wilhelm! You quick-footed dwarf, you! What's going on? Uh, well, I'm tired and I'm looking for my armor. Appar apparently, a part of, uh, one of, this was one of the places I stopped during the bar crawl I was a part of. And, uh, well, some of my armor is, is here, so I'm, I'm here to get it back. He says, oh, yeah, that's right. And he sees, like, he pulls up a helmet from uh, from the back of the bar. And he's like, yeah, I got your helmet. How about you show me some of those monster moves from last night, man? What? Roll history. Oh, no. I roll history at disadvantage. Oh, oh history God. At disadvantage. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, well, I rolled a six. Okay. So you're not able to recall. You're getting a little hazy. But you get this and it you get this weird feeling that if you drink something here, it'll help you recollect what happened last night. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> today, today is going to be a long day. Uh, Mr. Orog, um, 
Yeah. My memory is a bit foggy. I don't remember what the hell happened last night. Uh, could you tell me what that what uh, sick moves you are referring to? He's like, let's unwind that memory then. Uh, and he passes you a, a mead. All right, the down the hatch, I guess. And then just drink it. Yeah, as soon as you drink it, history at advantage. A nine. <laughs> oh man. Uh, another mead. <laughs> You know the mead. No, but yeah, you pretty much, we're going to just keep going. Essentially, you get like maybe two or three drinks and you're eventually able to pass that check based off the nine. So I'm just going to add by three each time. Uh, so as soon as you're able to do that, you're able to recall that last night you were up uh, on that stage with the jukebox doing like a huge, like a huge dance and like telling everybody to move. You were doing the wobble with like everybody in the bar <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're pretty much leading it. Uh, but Right now, he wanted to see you do some sick moves, so if you want to give a good dance, uh, go roll performance at advantage, uh, and you can possibly, you could probably recall those monster moves from last night. Oh god, oh god, Hephaestus helped me. Uh, I'm gonna, as Wilhelm walks up to the stage, he's just gonna cast Guidance on himself. Alright. <laughs> Alright, uh, you said performance with, with advantage, correct? Performance with advantage, yeah. You've got, you've got the liquid courage in you now. And you see the dwarves are just like, Wilhelm, Wilhelm, Wilhelm. Uh, so a net 20. <laughs> Shit. So you absolutely, so as soon as you get up on the, on the stage, you see it's like the, the entire room goes dark and a spotlight appears upon you and you just start busting out these crazy dance moves. You start doing the wobble and then go into like, you start flossing up upon the fucking the stage. You're doing the robot. <laughs> it's the thrill of one more kill. The last dwarf to fall. And you just start at, you start singing along. All the other dwarves are headbanging. They're like headbutting each other again for some odd reason. Uh, and then you finish off, and then like the bucket of water is poured over you. And as soon as you do so, um, the orog throws you your helmet, uh, and you adorn you adorn it again. And there you are. You have your. Uh... Thank you. Uh, greatly appreciated. He's like, thank you. Drinks no, on. No. Drinks are on the house. Awesome. Thank you. So, as soon as you get your helmet, you and your boys head out, and they're just like, next boar! Next boar! Uh, I, I, just... I just want to get my shit back. <laughs> You're so unenthused about this. But, but, <laughs> by Hephaestus' will, I, I've had a, a, a long and apparently fun night. I just, I just wanted to just, uh, clean up the apparent mess I made. You know the best part is, is that Big Hef would totally love this. I know. <laughs> he would definitely be down for this. So as soon as you go to the next bar, uh, the next bar is called the Beast's Shot. Uh, and the bar has an old-fashioned batwing doors at the entrance. Uh, and it smells like a barn from at least 20 feet away. Uh, so as soon as you get close enough, you and, your, you and your boys roll up, you enter, and it takes you a moment to adjust to the lighting as, you, uh, as you're able to now see the cozy-looking bar. It's a little dark in here. Uh, there's boots all over the walls. Uh, with a bar to the left uh, being manned by a tabaxi. And once you enter, you see a large minotaur approaching you. And uh, as soon as you do, he says, Rilhelm! And yells real loudly, You've come back for more embarrassment, huh? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I, I've come back for a piece of my armor. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah. His cohort laughs, and your dwarves uh, kind of just, like, rank up behind you. As you say that you're looking for a piece of your armor, you're able to see um, on his horn uh, is sitting your gauntlet. And <laughs> oh, no. He, he said, and then the other dwarves behind you are just like, You scared of a rematch, liquor? <laughs> uh, and you see... Uh, wait, I'm sorry. You, you cut out. What did you just say? 
Liz's name is Licor. <laughs> the Minotaur's name is Licor. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> are you sure about that? Uh, well, it, 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 hold on. Licor. Like, 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 liquor as in, like, the alcohol, or? Like that, but it's spelled oh like God. this. Isn't it like a liqueur, like Jesus. a... Jesus. I don't know. Yeah, you see, For I... For the folks at home, L-I-K-K-O-R. Are you sure it's not? Yeah. <laughs> liqueur. Because that's what I heard. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with Plum. No, liqueur. no, it's not liqueur. Re okay, regardless, regardless, uh, alcohol, alcohol named Minotaur aside, whatever. Eh, uh, well, mi Mr. Licor, uh, question. What? Why is my gauntlet on your horn? Because you lost it last night. Lost Tried it to, to beat it and me. what? I, I don't remember what the hell happened. Roll, roll his story. Roll his Roll historian. With advantage, because you're now drunk. Roll his store. With advantage, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so it's a 17. Alright, you recall that you were, uh, you were playing him in a game of darts. Oh no. So you see he's just like, Well let's try and see if you can beat me again. Maybe I'll give you a gauntlet back. It sounds like he's about to say he's on a baby hunt. <laughs> baby hunt. And don't think we don't know how to weed him out. <laughs> <laughs> As, so he kinda uh your your uh, your dwarven boys is just like, Yeah, he'll beat your ass, Licor and they start like like goading please, him on. Please, I just I just want to play darts, <laughs> beat this man and then move on. All right, so you get to roll uh, to to throw the dart. So you can make a uh, dexterity check at advantage because you're drunk. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> Apparently, this it is now. Uh, so an eight. <laughs> All right, so it's best it's best at three. Oh, he rolled a ten. Okay, so he rolled a ten, so he beats you. He's like, ha, take that, Wilhelm. And his other like his other guys and like in the back, the other minotaurs are like chuckling a little bit. Uh, so it's now gonna go for the second second throw. You have advantage. He gets a th seven. I'd be upset. Eighteen. Oh. Right. I got a thirteen. Okay, so he's just like, damn it. Uh, and you see, like your other uh, your other guys are just like uh, your dwarven friends are just backing you up. They're slapping you on the back. They're butting. They're head butting again <laughs> for no apparent reason. And they're kind of just like making mean faces at liqueur. Uh, so. It is now time for the third and final throw, so go for it. I still hear it. All right, well, uh, I'm going to throw this dart in the name of a big hef as I just throw it. And you see how the dwarves are just like, big hef, big hef, big hef. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. 17. Oh, shit. I got a seven. All right, so you're able to successfully uh, beat him. You bet him two out of three. And you see all your other dwarves are like, yeah, big hef. And they're just like all yelling. And um, the, the Minotaur is just like, huh. well, I guess you beat me this time, man. Be come back here later. I'll show you nothing or two. And he takes his gauntlet off, your gauntlet off of his head and gives it back to you. Uh, I extend a hand out to L Lacor. Lacor <laughs> looks a little, like he kind of like takes takes a, like a look back at his at his uh, friends and they're all just like looking at him and he he shakes your hand like oddly enough and kind of like smiles a bit and he's just like get out of here. All right, I was gonna say <laughs> good game, but if you're going to be an asshole about that, I'll just leave. He's being peer pressured by his Minotaur friends, unfortunately. All right, it was a fun game of darts. I'm going to uh, leave. Goodbye. I'll play you next time. Okay. 
I'm not opposed. So you bounce out of there, uh, and it smells less like a barn, and you head over towards the dusk to dawn. Uh, and as you approach, uh, you see a small kobold sweeping the entrance to the dusk to dawn. Is his name Quentin Tarantino? No. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. And he's uh, getting the wood shavings out the front door from the bar last night. It's not, it kind of looks sloppy. Uh, and he sees you, Wilhelm. And as soon as he sees you, he squeals really loudly <laughs> and runs inside. Yep. <laughs> Just like that. And he runs inside. <laughs> After a few seconds, he comes out with your boot and he chucks it at you. And he runs back inside and you can hear an audible lock close. <laughs> what? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, friends, what the hell, what the fresh hell happened in that fresh place last, last night? So they all look, they all look at you and they just start laughing. They're just like, ah, Wilhelm! And then they just, like, keep walking down the street. Uh, no, I want to know what the, I want to know what happened. Roll history. The, uh, oh, no. That's <laughs> that. Ten. You can't recall. Oh, wait, hold on. I, I might be so under the effect of guidance. Hold on. Why are you rolling so poorly with this with advantage? Hey man, I'm also literally drunk. Yeah, that's what's giving <laughs> you advantage. But but literally drunk. Just do it. <laughs> what did you want to do though? You said you were about to do something. No, I was checking to see if I was still under the effect of guidance, but I'm not. Just do it. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm sorry. So so as soon as uh as soon as you keep walking down the street, you see like the other doors are laughing and they're all still like punching each other and headbutting. Uh, and you walk, you're walking down the street, you kind of just like go in front of them now, and um, you see as you uh, pull ahead of the party, they kind of just like tug you back a little bit, uh, and they're just like, dude, you missed like the front door! Uh, and you look down an alleyway, and you see the alleyway actually is descend is a descending alleyway, there's like stairs there, and as you're walking down uh, the alley, you see like you're at the bottom of the stairs, there's a hatch door uh, labeled the lot of parking. And they're just like, let's go, buddy. Uh, so they open up the uh, they open up the hatch and they enter. And as soon as you enter, uh, it becomes incredibly harder for you to breathe as a, sl- as a thick layer of smoke assaults your lungs. Uh, the bar is dimly lit uh, with a purple, pink, and blue lights. Uh, there's a bunch of pits with cushions and couches inside of them with tables in the middle with glass pipes and smoking apparatuses. Uh, and you've pretty much, like, walked into what you consider, like, I guess a D&D version of an opium den. Oh, no. Uh, but, like, it's like kind of like a hookah bar. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I was gonna, gonna, gonna ask if, if this, whether or not this was, like, a hookah bar. It's pretty much like a hookah bar. Uh, so as soon as you enter, um, you kind of just, like, hear from the side, like, someone just goes, like, Oh, Wilhelms. And you look over and you see a very attractive-looking Yanti woman. Uh, wearing uh, an all all green flowy dress and she's holding a very long pipe and she's like welcome back to the lot and she laughs uh she laughs a little lightly and uh takes it takes a drag out of her long pipe she's like so why are you back here so soon well apparently i lost a lot of my armor by like a drunken gallivanting around the town and i'm trying to like more or less sweep up the mess ah yeah i think you left your chess piece here last night I think you left it with some of the girls in the back. Oh no! And she takes another. She takes another uh, long drag out of the pipe. Then, we already had the explicit tag. I don't want to know what comes after that. No, don't worry. It's it's fine. So it's not it's not a prostitution bar. I swear. Uh, so as soon as uh, hmm. the, you hear that, the dwarves start hooting and hollering. They're just like, woo! They start whistling and shit. I can't do a good whistle. 
Uh, and as soon as, like, you hear that, uh, you, you kind of just, like, head towards the back of the bar as she p- directs you towards these red curtains. Um, and as soon as you, uh, go through the curtains, like, there's still another thick layer of smoke, and you kind of, like, brush out of your face. You hear just, like, three, three, like, excited screams. They're like, Wilhelm! Uh, excitedly, as three gob- goblinas, uh, roll up and give you a big hug. <laughs> now, then, question. Are, are these, like... The more stereotypical, like, ugly as shit goblins? No, they're not like... that ugly. They're not that okay. ugly. Just, just imagine, like, imagine just, like, a green dwarf, but, like, go- goblin-esque. Yeah, that, yeah, that, 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 that was literally my fault. But it was, like, <laughs> either, like, stereotypical high fantasy ugly as shit goblins or basically, like, like green yordles. They're, they're, you're, like, green yordles. They're not that, they're not that ugly. So, like, they kind of just, like, roll up and they give you a big hug. And they're just like, what are you doing back here? Well, I've come for my chest piece. Oh, his chest piece! They kind of just like look around, and they're just like looking all around the uh, giant pit that they're in in the back there, and they uh, they kind of rifle through it, and like a couple of them just like kind of like escort you down to a couch, and they're just like, "Do you want anything to drink or smoke?" I will pass. <laughs> We've got some good climb here. Brings you right to the moon, all the way up. Again, ladies, I will have to politely decline. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you see, like, the third goblina uh, kind of goes and retrieves your chest piece, and they're just like, Well, is that all? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Come back again. We'll be waiting. And they see, like, one of the other, uh, one of the other uh, goblinas is, like, as you're leaving, they're kind of like, I wanted to show me his little half next time. <laughs> uh, and they start, like, chuckling in the back. Uh, and, and, and then and then you you leave the bar and you're, I'd like uh, to point out that like as Wilhelm because does Wilhelm hear that the little half comment or no? Do you want him to roll yes. history? <laughs> All right, he hears <laughs> roll history. Roll yeah. He hears it and he looks fucking uh, as he's walking back to his dwarven dude bro friends. He looks fucking mortified. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 thousand yards. There. Does one of the dude bro friends do like the SpongeBob smile when he realizes Squidward likes Krabby Patties? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you like goblins, don't you, Wilhelm? No, but oh like, <laughs> no. You, you see, like you come back to those other guys. They're like. They're smoking on like one of the hookahs there. They're kind of just like getting red eyes, and they're just like Wilhelm, and they they kind of just like are slumped over in the uh, bar. And you see one of them, uh, kind of just like pulls a rune out of his uh, pocket, and he uh, he he looks. He's like, oh man, look at the time, yo guys, we gotta roll. Uh, and like the other guys, like kind of look at there. They pull out the same rune they inside have to of their school. pockets, and they're like, no, they don't have to. Go to school. Oh my god, no, they don't have to go to school. But you see, like they kind of bounce, and they're like, Yo, Wilhelm, if you're around, buddy, hit us up. Uh, sure. So you see, like they're just like, we gotta get back to the subway, and they start bounce banging heads again because they're going to work. <laughs> oh, is, is there still like, is there still like one more bar that Wilhelm has to go to or no that was, no, that was it oh okay you you got okay. everything subway the like like a train based subway or a sandwich shop uh no not the sandwich shop to an actual subway um from what you can recall uh from last night I won't have you roll history since you already passed it a couple times these guys these dwarves are construction workers uh, working on creating this uh, a subway system uh, for the for the town of well for the kingdom of Ruel, or really just the city of Ruel, and these are the guys that you're entrusting your safety to. Oh, but no. uh, they they head on back to their job, and you kind of just like with a sigh of absolute 
relief and exhaustion, I guess head back to Larry's pub to the Chillin' Dragon. Yep. So all of you, after your uh, decidedly fun antics for the day, uh, roll back up to uh, to Larry to the Chillin' Dragon, and Larry's inside. He's like, "What's up, guys? How you doing?" I'm doing well, thank you. I had a very long night, and by extension, a very long day. Hello, lady. How are you doing? Did, is Ander back with us? Wait, yeah. Did did Ander did Ander finish his business? No, uh, yeah. I never did. <laughs> There's a reason for this. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, everyone but Ander's here. Okay. So everybody but Ander uh, rolls back, but um, as you all kind of just enter, I assume most of you had like a beat day. Not really. Uh, it's probably just going to be the end. You... <laughs> oh. I had a great day. Never mind. Awesome. What'd you do? I played with some kids. All right, that's the end of that. Let's cut to Ander. Uh, and then <laughs> it goes over to Ander. Ander, you finally flush uh, after what is assumedly six hours. Uh, really? No, nah, you've, been, you've been there for about like two hours. Would that count as a long shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, he has another two hours before then. So you uh, you kind of exit the you kind of exit the bathroom. You uh, you stop by you stop by those three sections that you had seen earlier. Uh, that you had run by, which I'm gonna go back and get them for you. The names, uh, I know one of them was Construction of Ruel, and Construction in Ruel, yep. Traditions and Folklore and Magical Studies. Uh, did you want to take a look at one of those before we ended the session? Uh, let's take a look at Construction. Okay, so you go over to the Construction category, and you see like there's a bunch of different uh, different sections. Everything's alphabetized. Uh, two, there's only one book necessarily that reaches out to you, so it's labeled recent constructions in Ruel. Uh, and it currently documents the uh, the 15 year project of creating the subways uh, that, the, that the town of Ruel has decided to invest in in order to safely transport its um, transport its citizens uh, across the town so they can get to work faster, get home quicker, and pretty much just make transportation a lot easier. And as you're perusing that book, you see it's been taken up by the, uh, the, the guild contracted by the Dwarven Guild. Uh, and essentially what their uh, what their job is, is is just the construction of it. You see that there's been a bunch of large tunnels uh, and it denotes a couple of items that are used in the dig. And as you are going through the items there, uh, let me just pull it up and edit this pause out because I forgot the name of it. Um, and it's not in my book. Keep this pause in. Corley, Corley, if you hear this, don't, don't edit this out. <laughs> don't edit this out. Keep it in. <laughs> no. Don't okay, edit it well, out. I'll, edit it out. Okay, don't then. edit keep this it in. out. Don't It'll listen to the Vin. Yeah. Don't listen <laughs> to the short Vin. <laughs> now you're making good content, so he has to keep it in. So you, the item that you're able to see is um, the, there's a thing called Ma- Mavin's, uh, Mavin's Counter, uh, which is currently keeping the which is currently keeping the entirety of the uh, entirety of the subway system construction safe. Uh, something called Mavin's Mavin's Geiger counter. A uh, Geiger counter? Does that was there someone named Geiger who discovered the counter? Marvin's counter. He worked <laughs> with John Peter, <laughs> the farmer. He worked with John Peter at Mavin. Oh yeah, wait! So you see, there's an item called wait. Mavin's. I think I know what the reference is. What? One moment. I think it's Welcome to Night Vale. No, it's not a Welcome to Night Vale reference. Oh wait, no, yours? Yeah. John, Crowley, that was thirty minutes John ago. John Peters, you know the farmer. <laughs> oh my god! Oh All right. my uh, god! Continuing, continuing on. Yeah. Uh, you. God damn it! 
you, you take a look and you're able to, to, to look in that book. Uh, you're able to see that it's something named uh, Mavin's Geiger Counter. Uh, that is uh, that that is what's keeping keeping the uh, construction essentially in a safe state, and you're kind of taking a look into it. it. Seems like a pretty interesting book, and you think you want to check it out to get more info back at Larry's. So you roll up to the uh, gentleman at the front desk, check out your book, uh, and then head back to Larry's. You arrive about five to ten minutes after the guys. Uh, I was gonna actually. I was asking if I could also take a look at the trust and folklore oh. section. Rewind. Sure. Rewind. Re- re- <laughs> You're probably wondering how I got here. Uh, so inside of the tra- the traditions and folklore section, uh, you kind of looking around for a bunch of books that are in that section there. Um, let's see what would be there. Uh, inside of there is a, a book labeled uh, festivals Acro- festivals across the festivals across the continent, uh, and then there's another one labeled um, festivals in Ruel. So it goes specific. So either across the continent or in Ruel. I'll get the one specifically for Ruel. Okay. Uh, so traditions, so uh, so folklore and traditions in, uh, of events inside of Ruel. So you pick up that book. You, I won't let you read it right now. Uh, just we can we can go back to it a little bit later. But it did seem like an interesting read, especially for getting more information about the uh, about the city. All right. Uh, so you grab those two books, check out, and then we're gonna fast forward then back to the bar. Unless you want to go into the magic one. Uh, I, I'd like to go into the magic one and just pick something out from there as well. Rewind again. Uh, <laughs> so inside the magical studies uh, portion, you see just like uh, there's a couple of books. I guess one of them would be labeled uh, Necromancy, Necromancy, Necromancy. Uh, there's another book that is labeled um, Magic, uh, Magic, the rules behind magic and why magic exists. Uh, there's another one called The Weave. And then there's a final one called Bake It Yourself uh, Magic Studies book uh, featuring all-time recipe uh, champion. I'm taking the, the Bake It Yourself. <laughs> the Bake It Yourself one? It's The name of the author is scratched out as well as the famous chef. <laughs> and you take that book and you've checked out three books. You see the guy at the front. He checks out the first two books and he sees the cookbook. Where's your material components, you donkey? Wilhelm means a library card. No, no. What the hell? Suspension of disbelief broken. (laughs) So you check it out. Uh, He lets you. He lets you go, and he gives you a slip for return later. Uh, And then you head back. You arrive ten minutes after. Fifteen minutes now, Uh, because you checked out two extra books behind the guys. All right. And that's uh. I guess that's where we're gonna end it for now. You guys just are in Larry's bar. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Job Adventures. If you like what you just heard, be sure to let us know by rating the podcast on your preferred listening platform. It really does help us out a lot. For questions about the cast, business inquiries, or if you know why I can't get a girlfriend, contact us at goodjobadventures at gmail.com. For everything else, follow us on Twitter at gjadventures. We promise we'll maybe follow back. Be sure to tell your friends about us, or your enemies, we're not picky. Thanks again. See you next time. Thank you.